Archimax login confirmed. Welcome to the Lodge. You've accessed the LodgeCast experience. Warning, warning. Dangerous spoilers ahead. Enjoy. Episode 124, X. Hello and welcome to a horrific edition of the LodgeCast. I'm your LodgeMaster. With me as always is Brother Bishki. Oh. Brother Lucas in the way back tonight. Hello up there. Because we have an extra special, extra packed episode. We have Brother Dave. Howdy y'all. Woo. Sister Jill. Hello. And for the first time ever, LodgeCast super fan, super freak, super amazing, magical person, it's Sister Debbie. Happy to be here. Wow. Welcome to the edge. This is a packed edge tonight, and we are seeing Ty West's X. One X. One X. The buzz on this is good. Sister Debbie, what what do you feel like now that you are technically in progress on the LodgeCast at long last? Well, I had some, you know, I had some nerves <laughs> because I'm in among some big, juicy film brains. These are some heavy hitters. These are yeah. all gurus tonight. And while I do have my sea legs and I can have a little chat about some movies, it isn't my... Uh, area of expertise. So I'm going to bring a different kind of perspective to this, I hope. I love it. Yeah. That's what we need. Yeah. That's what we need here. And we're happy to have you. Thank you. Sister Jill, you're back. The last time you were here was the Matrix re-release, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> That's yeah. correct. And That's right. we recorded that outdoors. Whoa. That was outdoors. <laughs> that was a wonderful time. A very rickety metal table. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And now you're back. Mm -hmm. Are you excited for X? I'm excited for X. I'm a fan of Ty West. And I realized as we were driving here that this is my first movie in a movie theater post COVID. Oh, Whoa. shit. Okay. All right. You're back. I'm back. Two I'm years. excited. She's back. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we beat it. Uh, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Enough to, for today. Well, welcome back to theaters. I hope you at least have an interesting time. I don't know anything about this movie other than it's got some buzz. And that it's an auditorium. 13! The oh Haunted... Number. My lucky number. The Haunted Auditorium. The yes. Forgotten Screening Room. Sister Debbie, you are in for a dubious treat because Theater 13 is where they send movies to die. <laughs> it's yeah. like Times Square circa 1976. It's rough. It's a, <laughs> it's a theater. It's like in this modern theater complex that is the Burbank 16. It is the one theater that 
time has not been kind to, and they haven't helped it out at all. There's no updates. There ain't no reclining going <laughs> no on. No reclining. There's always lost souls in attendance, getting away out of the house from their roommates. <laughs> yes. I love a lost soul, and I love a good posture. So yes. Posture is nice. going to be good. Lucas isn't going to be able to really fall asleep in this theater, which is also good. The seats don't recline, folks, and no. it's tiny. It feels like your house. <laughs> and then, Brother Dave, you're back. That's right, I am. And your your last LodgeCast was Titan. Have you recovered? No. <laughs> <laughs> you still got some, some chrome flex on your person. Now, are you excited for tonight? I know you're a Ty West fan, right? Yeah, I like Ty West, So, uh, but honestly, I'm just here for the chainsaws. <laughs> Excellent. For those uninitiated, what are some of Ty West's classic past film films? I've only films? seen House of the Devil. And I liked it, but I haven't I haven't seen anything else. I love the House of the Devil, which I saw at the Sunset Lemley Five, which is now the AMC Five, and Ty West was there introducing the film. And I'm also a big fan of his some of his early no budget work, like The Roost and Trigger Man. I think that he oh, shot wow. in Pittsburgh. LT going way back. Sister Devi, are you a Ty West fan? Yeah, I enjoyed House of the Devil. I do get a little sensitive when Satanic panic is the conclusion sure. of a horror film uh, suddenly gets really, I don't know, moral. Right. Um, so I, I resist that. But other than that, I had a great time. I love the tone that Ty West brings in his films. I loved Innkeepers. Right. Yeah. And then he did the the Jim Jones, which whose title I can't recall. Um, the, but, sacrament. the Sacrament. The Sacrament. Um, which was kind of a tough watch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it was kind of a tough subject matter. Uh, right. So that makes a lot of sense. I think it was found footage, no? No. Well, it was kind of like mockumentary style, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's what Lucas means by found footage. Oh, my bus. Um, I am not a Ty West fan by mm. any stretch, but I, my heart is open. I am ready to receive the love and light. And from what I know about tonight's subject matter, it's right up my alley. So it's your game to lose, Ty. Bring it on. Bishki, do you have anything to add about this? It's 70s throwback X-rated movie thing. And I hope it's a packed theater. That's really... I think it is. I, I think it is. I got the tickets early, so I'm not sure how many people filled it up. But I checked in on it. I really want it to be a lot of people because I heard that's the way to see it. Yep, I think it is. I think we're good to go. Theater 13. Let's climb those steps and take it on. Once again, love and light, y'all. We're back from X, back from the haunted theater 13. Hey y'all. Oh my god. That was that was a pretty full theater 13. I don't mm -hmm. I can't remember the last time I uh, experienced theater 13 that rocking and rolling. 
Sister Debbie, what did you think of the legendary, infamous Theater 13? I thought it was a little stuffy. It was very stuffy. I don't no think the air conditioner works in no. there. I was really happy I had my hand fan. I saw that fan. That was adding to the tension in the film. Yeah, it was like it was that. like you were in church. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It it's not it's not the ideal theater, but for a movie such as this, like if you were to see a movie in the seventies when that theater seems like it was built there wouldn't be great air circulation so in a way maybe it added to the ambiance <laughs> i don't being know generous that's being very generous <laughs> before we get to this film from rotten tomatoes a group of actors sets out to make an adult film in rural texas under the noses of their reclusive hosts but when the elderly couple catches their young guests in the act the cast finds themselves in a desperate fight for their lives, period. Short and sweet. All right. So how do we approach this? Obviously, you got shades of Texas Chainsaw. You Obviously. You got a bunch, bunch of young people in a van heading into rural Texas territory. And I did like the first shot, which is in 4-3 aspect ratio, or it, so it seems. But really, you're just inside of like a barn and the camera slowly moves forward, thus widening the screen as it exits the barn. I thought that was that was pretty cool. And pretty a little callback to the searchers. A little callback to the searchers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's it's structured. You know, I call it lifetime style, but <laughs> you know, a lot of different movies use it where you see the carnage and then you flash back. Now, how is everybody feeling in the, in the early goings of this? Hopeful, <laughs> comfortable. Um, yeah, the, the you know, there's direct shot references to Boogie Nights and to uh, yep. yes, and to Texas Chainsaw, kind of mashing those up, and and so I'm like, okay, okay, I I like this. What do we think of the main characters? Did you find them likable, intriguing? They felt real. Uh, the girl from Scream Five. That's right. Scre the requel, aka Scream 2022. She, her first name, Ortega. She plays the sound recordist for the film, and then there's kind of a film student esque cameraman director, and then we got like a Joe Bob Briggs style executive <laughs> producer. Mm -hmm. We got Mia Goth as the ingenue, and a couple other folks that are that are along for the ride: an actor, an actress. And we get them buying snacks, we get them buying beer, and we see some some preachers on TV. And that's pure Ty West, like in weaving in the religious kind of background element, I feel. Moral platform. Moral platform, yeah. So much to play. <laughs> definitely some demon talk. Uh, Sister Debbie, what did you what did you feel about all that ominous foreshadowing? Yeah, I I was like, boy, I called this one, huh? <laughs> you were ready for it. Uh, yeah, I was I was hoping it wouldn't be uh, too kind of formulaic and how it played out, and it, you know, it wasn't. It's another Ty West slow burn, and you guys in the middle of the edge claim to love this and be into it. How do you think it played this time? Because <laughs> Lodge Mistress met us in there, and we got some skittles. <laughs> and I'm like, 
we had some we were like chomping down during the trailers and i'm like we gotta we gotta stop this we gotta cauterize this skittles wound (laughs) and we'll open it back up when the first person gets killed and we couldn't we couldn't wait like an hour in millie's like give me those skittles (laughs) so how did you guys feel the slow burn worked this time around you know, it's a choice, and Ty West has made a career off of this choice, and I feel like... <laughs> He's it, playing through. It's actually not always my favorite approach. I'm, I'm, I like a little more fast-paced general, or medium-paced even, sure, if you will. But I will say that as we were walking in the theater, you were telling me how your problem with a lot of Ty West is like it's a slow burn that leads to nothing. Right. Whereas this, you got to say, it does lead to it something. It definitely leads to something. I'll give it that this time. <laughs> Sister Jill, were you on the edge of your seat or were you vibing? Were, were you chilling? What was going on? I was vibing to the point where I kept forgetting that it was a horror movie and I was uh, yeah. kind of really into this porno they were making yes. <laughs> in the sense that like they were really in a quest for art. They were yes. really making... At least one of them was. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, so I kind of really was getting into that. And I even said to Debbie at one point, like, I forgot this was a horror movie. Yeah. And then, and then I got smacked in the face by the (laughs) horror movie. (laughs) Yeah. Like it was just kind of almost a character study of these young pornographers for most of the movie. As they go to this boarding house that they rented to shoot this movie, you meet the owner of the land and his wife, this elderly couple And that's when I started, I started getting a little weary because of the old age makeup. Mm -hmm. Yes. Same. I didn't quite know what to make of it. And I was cutting it lots of slack and I never quite got over it. I mean, if you've seen Mm -hmm. the movie Trash Humpers, (laughs) similar vibe. So, I mean, were you guys cool with just like riding it and... I wanted them to cast old people. Why didn't they just cast old people? Yeah. Well... That brings it to another point of contention for me. When shit starts hitting the fan and the wife who has issues, shall we say, of not being in her heyday anymore. She used to be a dancer. She used to have it. She used to have the X factor, as they say. And she starts resenting these young folk and starts uh, going on a rampage. It's like... With Texas Chainsaw, you have Leatherface just killing people. You don't know the motivation. You don't know the underlying human backstory of him. You get that with this woman. So to me, that kind of pulled the rug out from under it being scary. How did you guys feel about that? It was creeping. It was like, because these two elderly people needed like a grandson or daughter to, to carry out to carry out the kills because they're just it's like slow motion with them. <laughs> yeah, I kept waiting for the Leatherface to come out of the basement and especially at the very end I was like okay the old lady's going to be down but there's going to be like one final big boss that we haven't seen <laughs> like the, the alligator wrestler or something yeah. and then it never came and I was like okay God, that's well, such a good call. They don't have an alligator wrestler but they might have an alligator. That's true. To me it was so much more than her being resentful of their youth, she also, like, they clearly placed an ad in the paper to lure sure. people to their place. And she kept saying over and over how unsatisfied she was. So she definitely had this, like, sexual desire 
as a very old woman that was not being satisfied by anyone in her life. And so her husband had to kidnap people in order to satisfy her. There's just uh, some layers. But do you think that's scary? That was scary as okay. fuck. Okay, Jill's feeling it. <laughs> Sister Jill is in. That's what I was looking for. I think she meant sexy. <laughs> <laughs> scary, sexy, cool. So uh, there are like two halves of this movie. It's like there's the young pornographer's <laughs> dramedy that's going on, which is which is fun. There's the horny olds. And then there's the horny olds on the periphery. And then the sound woman who is from the Scream requel, she wants to be in the movie because she's been watching what's going on. And she's like, I want to be in while I'm young. Let's do this. Her boyfriend can't take it. And he goes out driving. He's like, I'm going to ditch these people after he takes a emotional shower. (laughs) And that's when it turns. That's when they played. (laughs) He's listening to Don't Fear the Reaper in the van, which is... I mean, can you do that anymore? That's, I like it. You I like al- it? You're, I always like it. You'll allow this? Blue Oyster Cult will never die. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. It's I like the solo in that song. But I mean, I mean, I like this old lady Reaper character. Yeah, that's true. I liked her as Reaper. I'm just that's like, the most I liked her the just whole Just like song. after Halloween. It's like, I guess, okay, we'll give, we'll let, we'll let this one have Don't Fear the Reaper too. But no more. <laughs> no more after this. There's, there's worse songs in it, I'll say. Yeah. yeah. So she stabs the shit out of this guy, basically decapitates mm-hmm. him. That was a little sexual. It was a little sexual, but it could have been more sexual, I thought. Yeah, well, I thought it was going there, too. Him. Yeah, I thought it was going to get there repeatedly. My issue was that... Puncturing his neck. Overall, I could have pumped it up. Like, pump it up. Like, I know Theater 13 was rocking. They were laughing. They were screaming. They were seeing things that they've never seen before. Fine. And I don't know if I've seen too many things in Theater 13. What about and I'm the snap jaded. of the tendon? Listen, it's oh, fine. God, I'm a little queasy, honestly. It's fine. But it wasn't blowing the doors off of anything. It wasn't reinventing anything. It wasn't showing me anything super new, you look, know? Look, dude, not every movie's Titan. That's true. And that's why I'm saying I think we saw Titan in Theater 13, and I think... It skewed you. It skewed me, mm. you know? Honestly, I don't know if I've seen a love scene played out by two, yes, much younger actors in old age makeup that was meant to be a part of the horror movie. Right. That was meant to scare me in the same way that all of the other sort of kills in the movie were supposed to scare me. They like, that was clearly meant for people to look at and yes. be disgusted. I mean, that's, and that's another big point that I want to bring up. Is that cool? No. I, no, I, I was taking a couple notes during the movie oh, and nice. I just wrote down ageist. Very ageist. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. It's like I wanted these two elders to be like nothing but trouble, like uh, Dan Aykroyd and nothing but trouble. Like, if you're going to do this, they have to be like decrepit, like maggots crawling on their person. Like you have to pump it way up. You can't just have it be two old people. And then and two then, young people and old makeup. And, and also, also that's basically like black not, blackface, but old face. But not just that, but it's weird in the beginning. Ty West doesn't really shoot the old man correctly or right. introduce him. He's kind of like this abstract figure in the background that you don't really get a full shot of because of the makeup until later. <laughs> he doesn't want to show you all the seams. Yeah, like it's weird, right? And the theater's screaming, you know, but it's like, eh, like 
they're just old. It's a young audience. They think they're invincible. I guess so. And does that play into the, like, what even is the theme here is my other question. It's like, if you're going to bring up these issues of aging and forlorning your, your lost youth, and then it plays out like this, like what? Well, there's like a slippy, the slippery, slidey morality play, right? Like you have this morality play of the porno. Right. And then you have this actual, you know, what is immoral in these, you know, being judged by these old folks. But then, you know, they're the kidnapper, murderer, sex right. Friends, right? It's like the slippery, slidey movement of morality. I feel like it brings all of it up and then it blows it all away with a shotgun. It's like. Other than just kind of like the beginnings of a discussion about these things, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. why even do that? It doesn't make things scarier. No. It yeah. could make the movie deeper if you go all the way, but you don't. So yeah. why? It just suggests themes yeah. throughout. <laughs> right. The crucifixes. Yeah, I mean, it would have been an interesting spiritual sequel to The House of the Devil. Right. In the sense that, like, the House of the Devil, it turns out the twist is the old people are Satanists. But in this movie, the twist is the old people are, like, those Christian fundamentalists that we see on TV. Right. But they're not. They don't really play into that at all. So it's a misdirect with all the TV shit. It's just kind of like, yeah, background noise. Yeah. And the live rewrite that I was coming up with. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Live rewrite. Do it live. I'll write it and we'll do it live. When they sent the, uh, the Jenna Ortega girl down into the cellar yeah i thought oh there's gonna be like a weird set down here and they're gonna make like their own movie with these yes, people yes. And it's gonna be like the the pornographers are now like the the lab rats that are like gonna be tortured on camera or lucas whatever. i love you so much you but, all you always bring the live rewrite <laughs> but it didn't go there i thought for sure for sure that the elderly woman was going to insist on being in the film. And that was going to be part of it. Like, she's ready to be a movie star, you know? Like, that finally. Been, that would have been a scene, yeah. I thought she was putting on her makeup, getting ready for a close-up. Mm-hmm. No. And please interject in any way, shape, or form during my rant here. But I was, oh, thank God. you. Yes. <laughs> Do it well, already. You mentioned putting on her makeup. My question is, she was putting on blue eyeshadow, Yes. Blue oyster called eyeshadow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and the the Mia that was the Mia Goth character. Obviously, her signature was blue eyeshadow throughout the film while yes. she was sleeping and swimming and everything. It was the most amazing blue eyeshadow ever. <laughs> nice. Um. So and then cut to the old lady putting on her blue eyeshadow. Cut inside a room filled with dolls that were also wearing blue mm. eyeshadow. Mm-hmm. And I know that the actress who she also played the younger version of the old lady i think she played the old lady too didn't she oh did she I can we get that. a confirmation on I that i know who played the old that's lady. the guess that was mia goth right I, I think omniscient editorial note please let us know omniscient editorial note mia goth does indeed play both characters the first time that she killed, I was wondering, is she getting younger? Like, I yes, thought this was yes. going to turn into yes, like a, Joe. she's like sucking these kids' souls and she's going to turn into like a young woman yep. again. Yep. But no. <laughs> yeah. Didn't quite get there either. Yeah. See, our brains deepen it and try to make it more than it actually is. And I think that the opportunity to do that would have been, okay, so we have our first half where we meet all these people 
the kind of demarcation point is singing landslide with the acoustic mm. guitar. We mm -hmm. have the split screen montage. That was weird. Very that was weird, awesome. Very weird. <laughs> you like that, Dave? I loved it. I loved, loved it. it. I like the acoustic. Yeah. But did you like the montage? Mm. Seemed a little uh, camera work and editing. Film school certified to me. Yeah. yeah. It, it it was nice. Okay. <laughs> Brother Dave loved it. So then it becomes a pretty standard creep around movie. One person goes out, gets killed. Somebody else wakes up in the cabin. Uh, I got to go find them. They go out. And then everybody goes out. Everybody gets separated. They're creeping around, creeping around, creeping around. That's all real estate that they could have been deepening the story in mm -hmm. some way, shape, or agreed, form. Agreed, agreed. They did nothing. They did nothing. And the things that make you jump and make you scream, it's not a testament to the value of what's going on in the story. It's a fucking nail sticking up and a bare foot <laughs> stepping on it. Mm -hmm. That'll make you scream no matter what. In the worst movie, in the most dead movie, yeah. if somebody steps on a nail, you wake up. Jump scares. You're jump scares. Yeah. You're saying this like there's no value in a nail sticking through a guy's foot. There is, but this movie seems to be, purports to be a little more high-minded than your average creep around movie. There's a buzz around it. People seem to love it. I think it was. You think? Yeah, I do. In what way? I think the characters were certainly better than your average slasher movie. Yeah, they set up. I'm not arguing. They set them up. And then what, though? Yeah, well, I think the direction's better. Like, you can obviously build tension out of almost nothing. Like, these, these the direction's better than your standard spiral. Sure, uh, well, it's better than spiral. <laughs> but here's my counterpoint to that. The director's like... We're going to use a lot of uh, uh, experimental techniques to disguise the low budget. Mm -hmm. They use wipes and they use A, B, A, B, A, B transitions. That's it. Otherwise, the style does not mimic the grindhouse aesthetic that they're going for at all. It's slow pans. It's, it's approximations. Slow. There's zooms and different not things. Really. But not really. Yeah. Not really. Like, if they're going to do a pastiche of that... Do it. Have fun. Don't mm -hmm. just do a cobbled together landslide montage. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's not going to cut it for me, at least. But Brother Dave was bewitched, apparently. I, every Friday the 13th movie, I felt like needed a little musical interlude halfway through the film. Another thing. And another thing. <laughs> one of the most earned scares that actually looked cool and hit was this alligator attack. She's in the water and the alligator come just lunges from screen right and chomps her head. <laughs> Looks great. But we saw earlier when Mia Goth is floating in the in the pond in the creek, the alligator very clearly is following her. It's a tension build moment fine. But there's no shock because you know that alligator is going to crunch her head. Like there's no, there's no shock there because it's been already completely set up. But I think that might be the point of maybe building up that tension because that entire, the second she comes across that lady at the end of the dock, you know, you know that somehow she's getting in front of that lady. You know, that lady is going to take the opportunity to shove her into the lake and so it's just building up your, it's just building up the excitement I, to see I, her get her head crunched. That's true. But I personally, it would be like a deep blue sea uh, <laughs> shark 
chewing into uh, Samuel L. Jackson mid-monologue moment, if they had just said, there used to be gators on this property, that's why no, I keep you the, can't even the say the word gator in a movie without having to show a gator but later on. If he had just, but, exactly. But if he had just mentioned it, and then she's in the water, and the gator comes out of nowhere and crunches her, we're like, oh shit, we were, I remember the gator thing, and da, da, da. then it would have been a surprise. It wouldn't have been telegraphed since the second we saw the dock. Anyway, that's just a minor See, I think quibble. the movie got a twofer with that, because you have the actual yeah. scary tense scene, that and then you have the fun as, payoff later. Mm. I agree. I liked both the scenes, but together, the second scene didn't have, there was no suspense during pretty much the whole second half of the movie for me. And that was one yeah. of them. Ain't nobody had a chance against those old folks. Not a chance. And the first scene, you see all the bodies like covered up. Yeah, the, yeah. there's no there's <laughs> like, no, why? no need to foreshadow with the first scene being yeah, bodies. Lying yeah. There were four people open. that came in 15 minutes late. Yeah. And when they sat down, I was like, they're going to get the best experience because mm -hmm. they cut out all the chaff from the beginning. I disagree with that. I like the way they set it up and you saw little bits and pieces of evidence. You saw an ax stuck in the floor. Sure. You saw the screen doors ripped. You saw a lot of little details if you were paying attention. And so throughout the movie, when those get dropped and the TV gets turned on, you're like, oh, shit, right. here we go. Mm -hmm. And I liked seeing all those things like come together in the end slowly to be like, oh, the ax didn't happen the way I thought it was. The screen door definitely did not happen the way I thought it was. <laughs> right. If you're in, it's all tasty. But if you're seeking more actual shocks like I seem to have been, then it's all like any sort of foreshadowing I don't like because I want I want to be jolted. I want to be surprised. And to me, this had a couple surprises. The shotgun play at the end is beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it's it was, beautiful. It was beautiful. And I think part of that scene at the end in the front hallway is why people are buzzing about this. Because it is so crazy, you know? And they probably are thinking about the gator, too. <laughs> and they're thinking about kind of the sex stuff. But I just, I don't know how this is new. Like, why is, why is this generating buzz right now i i don't feel it i don't know matt i see where i see where you're coming from in that <laughs> I'm struggling it, it it maybe doesn't all come together as like a masterpiece or a perfect film but as an aficionado of slasher films i mean how many movies have you seen with like lamer setups and lamer characters and lamer scares i think the setup is great and that's i think that's why i desire more from it and i feel like it is like to have the old people be gross just for being old and to be scary for that it's not scary at all it's sad this is what you're saying now you're not mad at the film you're just disappointed i'm disappointed <laughs> west i'm disappointed in you yet again i wanted to love this i wanted to really i believe you but it's just basic beans to me ha ah, ah. Somebody yeah, talk me down. For a theater full on Monday, it's not the <laughs> it's not the worst way to spend your time. Actually, the critics are really high on this. The audiences are a little Oh, really? Uh, critics is like 95%. Oh, audience is like geez, audience wow. is like 75%. I'm convinced Jeez. critics today just grade on a curve because they actually sit at junkets and meet the talent and they don't want to like betray them in air quotes because <laughs> like they feel they're like friendly with them and everyone's gotten soft with the exception of Armand White. Yeah. <laughs> yeah true, true. I don't want to disappoint the kids from X. <laughs> yeah. So, Hothead, were you just drinking all 
all this up, you have to have some problems. Yeah, I'm on. I'm on your wavelength, Lodgemaster. Oh, wow, um, are we teaming I, up on I this? I feel. I feel Ty West is a better shooter and editor than he is a writer. And if if he writes, he should definitely have a collaborator to help him flesh out his ideas. Because yeah, this movie felt like a first draft script that was kind of onto something, but. Yeah, didn't really go anywhere, pay off in any big way. <laughs> and the theater seemed to be more in tune with it than I was. I definitely flinched at a couple visceral moments, like the nail on the foot and the hand getting, the fingers getting chopped off, sure. you know. But aside from that, up. what it kind of reminded me of, uh, a much better movie was uh, The Green Room with that Jeremy sure. Solner did because both of those movies, the characters all get dispatched very abruptly. There's right. no, there's no fanfare. There's no, like, like drawing it out. It's just boom. You blink and you might actually miss it. The comparable movie I thought even more so than Texas Chainsaw in a lot of ways, and the director is thanked in the special thanks is Eli Roth's Cabin Fever, the original. Like that had a similar vibe to me where it's like. You like the characters, you're into them, which is rare in a fucking horror movie. You don't usually give a shit about the characters, but you really like the characters. And so you feel it when shit starts going wrong. And that's what this had to me, you know, before it, I feel it got standard dispatch mode, you know, Sister Debbie, like what was your arc on this? Like, where did you end up? I mean, I was thinking about the cheers that they all had, like the, all the porno actor folks, like um, avoiding morality, like avoiding like cheers to like not taking any criticism and how they want to live their life yeah. just before the shit hits the fan. Right. And then kind of taking that to an extreme and how um, like if you choose to take this immoral path, then perhaps you end up like these old folks who just keep going and keep going into this uh, behavior until you're a murderer, yeah. kidnapper, sex fiend. <laughs> right. Um, and, you know, I, I think there might be a little nugget that's interesting in that, but I'm really struggling <laughs> yeah, yeah. to care. I don't know. And there was also just this cadence to these kills, right? That was yes. so consistent. Yes. It's just like, okay, then someone wanders off and then... That's ah, what I'm talking about. It gets, it gets so cookie cutter in its structure yeah. in that second half that it's disappointing. Yeah, yeah. I was really hoping for some meat to that bone. Some beef. Mm-hmm. Let's go to them X bones. I'm very curious about this. Mm, we start with Brother Dave. That's where we start. Great place to start, if I do say so. <laughs> you are first to bone. First to bone. Look, I felt like this movie wasn't like health food it wasn't a full course meal but it was like a delicious bucket of fried chicken nice um you texas know, fried chicken yeah combining texas chainsaw massacre and boogie nights into one movie is just brilliant and even though it wasn't nearly as good as either of those masterpieces it got way closer than it than i feel like anyone else attempting to do it could um, and I just love the look of it for a lot of it. I, you know, I'm so used to like studio horror movies that yeah. just kind of have the desaturated look and, you know, like the saw films inspired. So I, I dug the, the, um, setting the locations yeah. and I didn't have problems with the makeup 
uh, maybe I'm just blind, but like <laughs> they just looked like pretty typical old monstery people. Uh, the ageism did bother me quite a bit, and I wish that had been addressed in a more thoughtful way. Right. Uh, but overall, you know, maybe it's just the fact that I haven't been to too many movies in the theater in the last couple of years. <laughs> but it was a great seeing like people react to gnarly kills and. Um, I, I liked a lot of what it was doing, so I give it three bones. Three bones. Oh, Bordering, at times I thought I was going to go three and a half. Ooh, but flirting I, with three I, and a half. I can't, you know, a, a lot of your criticisms are valid, but I also think that at the end of the day, it was just fun. Yeah. Am I like in the wrong here that if the elderly people would have been way grosser, like to a macabre level, would that have helped? I mean, it's pretty gross. Sure. But it, but but it could be way grosser, you know. So your problem is that they just need to be even older. Well, not older, but just like like monstrous, like monstrous. Keeper. Like would that like dentures falling out? I, and, I, like I, when she's touching Mia Goth in the bed, like if like her nails were like falling off or something. Or if there was know? some like mucus on her fingertips that she, like you don't know where it came from. Like nah. the lady in The Shining. Like would that have alleviated the ageism stuff? That's my question. Mm. I. I'm not sure, but I think Jill's suggestion earlier about her being more of a succubus that gets younger as, sure. she, as she kills might have would have given some other motivation to it. Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure, but I, I I am confident there would have been a more thoughtful way to address it than just have them be old and uh, jealous. of. I think I personally just want to see Dan Aykroyd in Nothing But Trouble <laughs> Makeup in this film. <laughs> That's my problem. Hothead way in the back. Way in the back. What are you doing? I honestly thought Ty West, like, retired after <laughs> The Innkeepers. I don't know what he's been doing for the last 10, 12 years or whenever The Innkeepers came out. But it feels like it's been a minute. Been a minute for you. But now you're back. And now I'm back. And, uh, yeah, I dug the time period and the setting and the cast. I was very impressed with. 1979 is an interesting year to set it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's that cusp yeah. of the decade. And I, I like Scott Muscutty, a.k.a. Kid Cudi. I thought he was good. It's like the biggest role I've seen him do. Yeah. And he did he did all right. I just wish, yeah, that each of the kills were maybe more drawn out or, you know, there were better sequences or like a better climax. Mm -hmm. um, because, yeah, it all felt so rote, just like, like, up, up, up. We got to like dispatch everybody. Let's just wrap it up as quick as we can. And I feel like the movie making aspect could have continued somehow, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. like that is completely dropped completely. Well, and there's that last line Yeah. when they find the camera and they're like, what do you think's on this camera? And they're like, well, judging by the look of things, it's one fucked up horror movie. And it's like, no, that's not what's on that camera at all. Yeah. Sorry, Lucas. No, no. I Continue. was just about to say, I give it, I give it two bones. Two bones. He's being very sweet back there. Yeah. <laughs> look at that. I'm surprised. That is amazing. That's shock. <laughs> that's more shocking than anything in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Sister Jill. Not surprisingly, Brother Dave and I are mentally plugged in mm. on this one. I think that I have to do a little bit of bone math and Let's do that math. Subtract the sweetest math. We're gonna subtract a bone for the ageism problems that are very evident yeah. in the movie. But I'm gonna add a bone Whoa. because I was just really happy to be there. Yes, and you're back. I'm back and seeing a movie like that on the on the big screen, like 
I was all about it, and I just had fun, so I'm going to say three bones. Hell yeah, three bones. All right, who's up next? Brother Bishki, come on. Come on now. Um, <laughs> I, 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 Be I, real I, about this. I take your points, Lodge Master, I do. <laughs> But I, yeah, the, the 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 Texas Chainsaw Boogie Nights mashup of the first half, I was very high on. It's too delightful for and, you to, to dismiss. And the second half, it's pretty routine, as you said. Mm-hmm. The kills are pretty standard, are pretty repetitive, uh, kind of gross out. Not my favorite kills. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I had a fun night, Monday night, Theater 13. <laughs> Big crew. (laughs) Big old Um, crew. Yeah, I just wish, my hope was that the religious stuff would have been played bigger into it, that the the elderly couple would have had a grandson and that they had like a religious family and they were kind of like a Pentecostal or something and they're going head to head with like a porno crew in the 70s. Like that to Mm. me would have brought more themes out that could have been explored more. Sure. As it is, this is like a slow motion villain and your movie's kind of only good as, as good as your villain in a horror. <laughs> and these villains were very slow. But anyway, two and a half bones. Two and, and a half. Fun night. Glad I had it with all y'all. Oh yeah, the company was four bones. Yeah. Maybe that grandson shows up in the sequel. We don't know yet. We don't know. Do you, there is a there is a scene after the credits where they show a flashback to how the murders all started there. Do you think they're actually going to make that movie or is that a joke? I think he already did make it and they're going to release it for sure. Hmm. What? what? Do we want to see that movie? It's a prequel. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sister Debbie. Well, you know, what hasn't come up so far mm. is this reveal at the end that this preacher that's been in the background the whole movie is the father of our protagonist. Yeah. Who right? looks like Shelley Duvall a little bit. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So does that mean anything? Well, I really hoped it did, but no. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it doesn't. No. It doesn't mean a damn thing. And there's a really beautiful moment where she is reciting, you know, a line that she's said a couple times throughout the film. Um, I won't stand for a life. What is it? That I don't deserve. Yes. I, refu- I will refuse any life I don't deserve. It's a very confusing phrase in itself, which is actually fits right into this movie. <laughs> because it doesn't add up to anything. You know? Like, yeah. yeah so, you it, know. It seems like it does. He, you know, pulls the curtain back on this, like, photo of his missing daughter. And it's this, um, you know, it's the lead in the porno. I mean, it's not like a shocking reveal that unlocks anything. But it is an interesting character piece when you realize, like, oh, this is rebellion against, like, uh, probably immoral, evil evangelical yeah but so was footloose it's like who cares like if if it's not tied into deepening the movie it's just it's just oh oh okay it's just suggesting what's wrong with that that sounded nice (laughs) (laughs) well you just did it really nice (laughs) and you also mentioned footloose like it was a bad thing i mean i think i think that's very generous um brother dave and i love your generosity oh the love and light is just beaming and i love the folks in this car but i did not love this movie and it left me a little queasy and i don't i know i know it's you know the gore it's not crazy gory 
But it was a little spurty. It was a little spurty. It was very spurty. Wait, can I just suggest, I'm a little queasy too. Do you think it might have been the yard house? <laughs> <laughs> the onion ring? The could onion have been tower. the onion ring tower at the yard house. Absolutely could have been the yard house. That's a, that's a prime suspect. Matt's Movie Lodgecast sponsored by the yard house. Oh yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't the yard house. Trust me. Uh, well, you know, I guess that's a that's an interesting point. But um, <laughs> you know, what wasn't an interesting point Uh-oh, was nice um, was how this movie summed up. And you know, I want to be generous and give it two bones, but I think I give it one and one half bones. There you go. Yeah, gotta be preach. real. I gotta be real. Sister Debbie dropping bones with her heart. Speak your truth. And the ages, as as a woman who's going through some changes, mm-hmm. you know, moving through phases. I just really resented the fact this horny old lady had to be really evil. Yeah. Or just played for gross. Yeah, and disgusting. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And disgusting is the most important thing. Not yeah. cool, Ty. Listen, I've said my piece. I've been ranting. I've been not raving as much. And I am just disappointed. It's I'm queasy with disappointment because I love the setup. I mean, you tell me it's a movie set in 1979 with some... Texas Chainsaw like young folk going out to make a rural porno <laughs> and getting terrorized. Yeah. Fuck yeah. That's four bones in the premise department. But it didn't live up to that. Come on now. Show me something new. Show me something cool. Shock me. Quit being so damn slow. Quit slow burning, keeping me from my Skittles. <laughs> I'll give it two bones though. I'll give it what? two bones. Wow. I'm going to give it two bones wow, wow. because it it's it's fine it's fine but it's being overpraised 95 percent with the critics that is disgusting yeah they're hurt man critics are desperate for content well we're all desperate for i mean this movie compared to halloween kills is like (laughs) citizen kane yeah 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 (laughs) yes yes or or that texas chainsaw massacre agreed agreed Fuck that That's movie. all I'm saying, you guys. Yeah, exactly. We got to appreciate where there's a I little... I guess I got to lower my standards. We, we, no, do. no, no. We can't bone on a curve here. No. We, we can't fully do that. We been, have to bone with our hearts. We've been lodgecasting for four <laughs> years. Lodgecasting for four years. Our, oh, standard, our standards wow. are dropping. Four years. We're, we're getting into that uh, period where we just kind of like <laughs> take what we can get. I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> no way. A hothead's going to stay white hot. I'm going to keep speaking my heart, and Bishki, you do whatever mysterious math you need to do (laughs) to just keep being yourself. Holy shit. This was a four-bone experience, though, y'all. Absolutely. This was a wonderful Monday night. Mondays aren't supposed to be this fun, but we did it. (laughs) Welcome, Uh, Sister Debbie. Yes. Yes, thank you. Finally. And thank you, Brother Dave and Sister Jill, for returning to the edge and returning to the theaters. Always an honor. My pleasure. It's beautiful. We'll have you all on again. And in the meantime, stay out of Texas, y'all. <laughs> Love and light. Love and light. Love X and gonna light. give it to you. X definitely gonna give it to you. <laughs> X gonna give it to you. What? Wait for you to get it on your own. X gonna deliver to you. Knock, knock. Open up the door. It's real. With the nonstop pop out and stainless steel. I'll go hard getting busy with it. But I got such a good heart that I make the mother uh, wonder if you did it. Damn right, and I'll do it again. Cause yeah. I am like, so I got to win. Break bread with the enemy. No matter how many cats I break bread with, I'll break who you sending me. You motherfucker never wanna know what your life saved. That's on a light day, I'm getting down. Down. Like it said, freeze. But won't be the one ending up 
only thing you can't steal was came out to play. Stay out my way, mother. First we gonna rock, then we gonna fold, then we let it pop. I was really hoping for some meat to that bone.